We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, everybody? What is going on? I'm sure everybody is chipper. I'm sure everybody is just super, super stoked right now about what they just witnessed. And they are just geared up and ready to talk about it. Uh, Preseason basketball, baby. Feel the energy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. What is up, everybody? Thank you all for coming in. Welcome into the Jack Ramsey's live postgame show here, obviously, with Brandis Break. I am Danny Morag. Uh, the Trailblazers, Trailblazers fall to the Phoenix Suns 119-74 in Game 3. They're now 0-3. Off to a whimper, I think, is how the kids like to state. Is it the kids or is it the old people that say that's Brig? Uh, well, I, 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 I think it's the olds, but I think you're old by saying the kids. Yeah. I think you kind of, you doubled up on did, did, I, did I just become the, uh, the meme right there? Did I become, how do you do fellow kids? Could you, uh, could you clear something up for us? Yeah. Cause I feel like if, if somebody on this podcast can know the answer, it's going to be you because you know, my stance on preseason basketball, yeah. how many title contending teams go winless in the preseason? That's that's low. That's a low one. Like it, you, you get at least one quarter or one game of coherent, competent basketball. We have not gotten that yet. Okay. That's that's the thing. It's like it doesn't matter, but it does to like. <laughs> so the Lakers, the, the Lakers rolled out that lineup last night. Yeah, uh, I saw that Russ against the Warriors. Brown against yeah. the Warriors. And the sitting looked, Warriors. Woof! It looked rough. They're gonna rough. struggle. For about half the year. Yeah, but yeah. they have so much overwhelming top-end talent between Braun and AD that they can pretty much get by with whatever they want. So I think that's kind of a – that's a it's a decent fallback, right? Also, you won a championship like a year ago. I know it feels yeah. like we're on our third season since COVID, but it's actually been one calendar year since they won their championship in the bubble. And not that like Laker expectations aren't every year a championship, but at least you can say, guys, it really wasn't that long ago. We just want a title. Like, let us figure yeah. this out. Uh, Portland doesn't necessarily have that under their belt. That that fallback isn't there. <laughs> no, not quite. No. Uh, all right, let's let's just do a quick um, summation recap of 
the first quarter, because I think that's probably what matters the most if you're ta- taking away um, anything tangible or useful in that respect. Would you agree? Um, maybe maybe the second quarter. I would go half, and then I'll throw okay. this to you. Not that they were going to win the game, but they played Dame, Nurk, and Rocco in the third quarter, and they actually they let the lead get bigger in that stretch. And I thought, that's not good, Bob. Yeah, that's not good. that was that was a problem. Uh, I was going to go there on the uh, the sour notes. Uh, shout out to everybody who's come in here: uh, Keelan, Kirk, Ben, uh, PM, Jay. Anybody else I'm missing here? Joey. Joel, Logan, James. I'm trying to scroll through and see everybody. I appreciate all the support, guys. Thank you all for coming in. Here's the recap from Ben West. Blazers sucked, uh, and I think that's kind of a good place to start out with. Uh, they did. They 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 did not have a redeeming quality in the first quarter. Uh, they were incredibly disjointed on the offensive end, which that's a major problem. It's, it's one thing. For them to not be good defensively, yeah, shocking. They haven't been at the point of attack since 2015 like that's yeah. kind of how that goes you lose west you lose nick you don't have the backdrop of lamarcus and robin behind him yeah but <laughs> but that offense brandon that offense doesn't struggle and they look like they were stuck in mud man yeah it look it, it was just overall a really really bad day mm-hmm. um I'm, I'm, this is not the department of excuse making. I think people who listen to the radio show or have heard me and Dan mm. do podcasts know, like I, I'm not in on that business. Sometimes I do think there's reasons for things. I'll say this: I'm really curious if an if an early ish tip played any factor at all. Again, not an excuse, but no. Phoenix 2 p.m. Did, weird start. You, weird start. Get a WMA Finals game. I think I've heard a plenty of guys are know are like, hey, I want to go watch that. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, it's the first real road trip. Yeah, that these guys have, have have been on, and you know, post COVID with you know people in the stands. I I think there's a a little a bit of that. Yeah, there's a, a little a bit. Of that. Now again, not an excuse. Let's get to the real stuff now. <laughs> you can be concerned about the offense. I am a little concerned about the offense, but here is overall how I feel. I, I think mm-hmm. oh, they are going to figure that out eventually. They, History says that. A team led by Damian Lillard, who is an offense unto yes. himself, they'll figure that part out. Th- that will get course corrected. Yeah. What concerns me is one, there didn't seem to be any like from any one player of we care at all about doing this. Like even even Dame himself, and and look, Dame's earned, I guess, the cachet to say it's preseason. It's, pre- it's preseason. Yeah. Why, why do I? It doesn't matter. So maybe there's that, but I just I watched that from the tip. And I end up turning off basically the last, the fourth quarter. I was so saying went, you about, and I think it was the end of the third. I think you text me and said, yeah. let me know when we start. Uh, I was like, I'm done with this. I don't need to watch any more <laughs> of this uh, God awful performance, but I don't think they cared. Mm-hmm. And you, you can say that that's a problem and I won't disagree with you. And then also defensively um, without calling out a media member, I saw somebody saying they're playing good defense. Uh, they just not playing great offense, bro. You cannot watch that performance and tell me that they played good defense. They were lucky. They were only down 10 at the first quarter and they weren't down 50 at the half. They were leaving every Phoenix Sun player wide open while also having eight, nine turnovers. I mean, it was a dreadful start that they didn't seem to really care about. So, you know, again, maybe it matters, maybe it doesn't offensively. We'll wait and see. I'm still really concerned 
about the defense because I thought today if there was going to be a day to show us some growth or some improvement, it might be today. And that certainly wasn't the case. Wait, what's that, Sprig? Did it, did it, did it, did it. Oh, reporter Danny checking in. The, <laughs> the Seattle Times is reporting, reporting that the Root has reached a deal with DirecTV and will carry both simultaneous Kraken and Trailblazers games. That is just now coming out for everybody who has DirecTV. I had a couple people actually DM me and email me last night like, hey, why does this say this? Uh, there you go. It's, yeah. It is officially official as far as DirecTV. They... It's the same ownership group, so uh, them trying to unspool and figure out how that was all going to work. The majority owner, I believe, of the Kraken has... Of the capital firm that owns AT&T Direct... Yeah, Direct yeah. yeah, it's all connected, folks. Uh, so no matter which service you have, whether it's, it's Comcast Xfinity or DirecTV, you can watch this crappy team. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. So... In that regard, I want to give a shout out though to PM, uh, listener PM. Mm-hmm. He knows what he hooked me up with, so I just want to say thank you to PM. Shout out. Um, here's the other thing. Um, what you're talking about defensively, I, I had to work in the reported Danny segment there. Uh, we'll, we'll make that a uh, a regular part of the show. Um, defensively, did you notice how many ball fakes they jumped at tonight? All of them. It was incredible. It was Danny, like popcorn out there. Just, er, and then jumping. Nothing was closed under control. And you know when that happens? Because yeah. they don't trust. They don't trust the next guy behind them. You jump at somebody. You jump at somebody. You jump at somebody. Because you're not anticipating, reading, or reacting. You're just going. And 
it was one, maybe two passes. The skip pass, and Lamar did a great job highlighting this. The skip pass was unlocking that defense with one pass. Every time. They were overloading, pre-helping on the drive because they were dying on screens. Nurk was coming out above the level. There was one uh, late in the first quarter. I think it was campaign's first um, first time on the floor. Um, no, he started. Never mind. It was, so he was, it was still that first group. So he snaked in and strung Nurk out a little bit further around so it alleviated him coming out above. And he just went past him. And it was... Because there was zero resistance out of a point of attack. It was way too easy. There was no handover. Nurk doesn't have the foot speed to keep up with campaign when he's got, you know, a, a, a little bit yeah. of traction getting down yep. a hill. And all of a sudden, you're just sitting there going, what is happening? And it was bad. It was bad. It was breakdown after breakdown after breakdown. Guys weren't, they were getting beat back in transition. And here's the thing. I am not trying to sit here and ring you know, my own bell, toot my own horn, whatever instrument that is being played here yeah. about coaching not being this end-all, be-all. I, I, I'm going to give this the 20 games that I said I'm going to give it, but I said this on Twitter, Brandon. Give me a string to pull on. Like, where is the good that I'm supposed to go, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. You're out of control. You're blowing this. But what we saw was different mistakes yep. regularly, not getting back. Getting too high, not getting high enough, not making contact, miscommunications, two guys going out at a shooter, preloading too early, uh, overhelping. And it was just, these were the same things that we saw last year when they tried to bring in the more aggressive scheme. I don't know if the personnel changes are going to be enough to overcome that, but I think they're going to give it the old college try. Well, one thing, uh, I, well, I got a couple of things. First, I just want to ask, how many times did we watch Larry Nance yell at CJ? At least four that I counted. And I jokingly asked over under 22 for the season, man. Mm. Th this is the thing, and you pointed this out when they traded for Larry Nance. He does not sit idly by. No, and I'm sorry. Again, you did not address your biggest concern. And that is that you have two guys in the backcourt that are not strong defenders. And I, they still don't have any point of attack defender, like a legitimate I, ball stopper. I, I just, how many years in a row do you need to watch two undersized guards, not be good defenders before you say, Oh, I think their defense is really awful because they have two guys who are not very good defenders and are small. This whole like new coach, new scheme. This is going to change. That's going to change. Man, I, I don't know about that. And this accountability thing, you know, again, I, I'm i not sitting here overreacting and acting like this tells me everything about what they're going to be. I'm a 25-game guy, so we'll yeah. see. But, but does, like it doesn't mean you can't thing, look at this. You, it doesn't mean you can't take from this and go, okay, this is where we've seen now for three games. It's just it's, – it's, it, 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 it's kind of hollow to me. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care about hearing about how you're going to hold guys accountable. I don't care about hearing how you're going to make guys work harder on that end of the court. You are talking about a team that largely has two guys that don't because they carry the load offensively and one guy doesn't really have any interest. Like one of our uh, – somebody had tweeted. I don't know if he's listening. I hope he is. But Wayne tweeted and said, you can see what the new coaching staff is trying to do mm -hmm. defensive-wise. I'm believing even stronger the starting roster is just not good enough. And, and to that I'd say, Wayne, I agree with your second statement. I completely disagree. I, I don't see any – 
I don't see anything different. I really don't. They the are, they, they are bringing Nurk higher up. That yeah, is a but real that's thing. Not, that's not making any difference. So like, it's if just, you're just changing the, the angle of the breakdown. Just because one thing looks different does not make it right. And no. so my thing is like, this is a results-based situation, right? Their defense is going to be better based on the results that we see night in and night out. And so far in the preseason, there have not been any changes on the court defensively in terms of the result. Yeah, and uh, Logan, uh, Logan Uker says, didn't you say, Danny, that losing in the preseason went okay, but if it went horrible like last year, it would be ex- extremely concerning. Yeah. If the same exact trends are popping up, i.e. M- miscommunication, failure to communicate, lack of trust, dying at the point of attack, not getting back in transition, not holding guys accountable, and, that, and that's not the coaching staff. I've said this so many times, I, I, I don't, I, I've lost count. I don't care about the coaching staff holding guys accountable because that just doesn't matter. In the NBA, it just does not matter. But, but, but Danny, I, I don't disagree with you. I never did disagree with that. But I would just push back and say they have made us believe that it does matter yes. based on what we have heard and A read ton. so far. Yeah, it, I, I, I sent something to you along the lines of uh, just, just keep blaming Terry. Just keep blaming Terry. That'll, that'll go for 20 games. That, that's enough cover for 15, 20 games. But Danny, if, if, if those they, issues if they, are still there. Uh, here's the thing. We have people tweeting us already, like they they and I I don't blame these people. Mm-hmm. Like if you watched that game, I know what you saw, but you got people tweeting already what they think the season is. I I was on a chat and I roll that I roll that on. back a little bit too. That's fine, but I was on a chat while the game was going on, and you just seen the comments in that chat. It was like, oh god, betting the under. Oh they suck. <laughs> oh they're bad. Oh they're bad. And I I get it. Yeah. But here's the thing. I don't know if the I don't know if the fans. I don't know if it's going to be 20 games. If you go 20 games in and you're, let's just for argument's sake, say you're 8 and 12. Oh, buddy, if you start sub 500, your first five or six, like I just don't think there's as much patience with this as maybe you and I think there is because this is largely the same team. He keeps rolling back the same team and expecting a better result because there's a coaching change. If you start slow, I don't think the fans are going to sit back idly and be like, I'm going to wait for 65 games. I, I will wait and see. I think people are, they, they're done. They do not want to wait anymore. They want to see better results. I am in that camp firmly of wanting to see the better results. I am, I'm pretty firm in the whole 20 games thing because I was, and have been very adamant about coaching, not being as impactful as personnel. And if I'm going to die on that hill, like that flag is cemented with vibranium, okay? Like it is, that that thing is going nowhere. I am dead on that hill. So I'm going to give it the full 20. Even if things go stupidly good for 10 or completely sideways for 10, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it that 20. But along the way, I'm going to point out the good and the bad. These three preseason games, they have given me exactly zero Zero good as far as things that are tangible in that starting lineup. One guy, Larry Nance Jr., has looked good defensively where I go, yep, trust him. Tonight he had like three different possessions where he just bailed them out throughout the entire possession. Yeah. And it was just, oh, okay, that's that's a heady good defender. Cove, he's going to do Cove things. Um, 
Starting lineup tonight, let's just kind of revisit that real quick. Both sides of the floor. 16 to 49 shooting, 33%. Nine turnovers, six assists. The six assists isn't nearly as troubling because they just couldn't hit a shot. The yeah, where, they were cold. Where I push on that a little bit further is that the shots they were getting were pretty bad. They did not get quality looks. It wasn't when the looks Phoenix was getting, no, that's for sure. No, <laughs> I went back and I was tracking them. Uh, there was maybe one, one of the first 14 Suns threes that was remotely contested. They were stepping into wide open. Legitimately, the Blazers could have been down 30 after one. They really could have been, yeah. I mean, it was the, the, it was the contrast between the two, and it was just nuts. It was absolutely bonkers. Um, but again, me, nine turnovers, pretty sloppy in the limited amount of action they had. Uh, I am not a plus minus guy, but if you want to see a dead body, go look at the plus minus for the starters tonight. Uh, it was a disaster. Was it worse than last, last game's, uh, starting five, which was like what? Blevins yeah, that, that, that one was really and... bad. Norm <laughs> saved his a little bit with a little bit of a push. He got to a minus 14, but Cov minus 29, Nurk 25, CJ 23, Dame 25. My takeaway tonight, <sighs> Danny, in the lineup, like the starting lineup, like CJ wasn't very good, but again, I, I think Dame and CJ are two guys that like, they'll, they'll get figure it going. It out. This has been billed as like this is a big year for Nurk and Nurk's going to carry a lot of the load. Like, I have Danny, I've seen zero evidence to suggest he deserves any of that nope. offensive um, cachet to, yep. to kind of run the offense and be at the top. Like, I, I just I don't see it, and I have not. I know he's had a couple good moments, and statistically, you could point to a game and say, "Well, look, that's not bad, Brandon." It, it was troubling how bad he was today. Like, that was lazy, slightly out of shape, um, completely tuned out to a game, Yusuf Nurkic. And we've seen that from time to time. That disturbs me. I don't want to see that. In a year where you're telling me he's going to get more touches, he's going to take shots from Damon CJ, you can't give me that no. performance, man. You and I talked about this. Hey, Nurk, you want all that? Show up, deliver, be in shape, do all of the things that are required of being a top two, top three option. You want that higher usage rate, finish your damn shots. You want to be a playmaker, take care of the damn ball. Mm -hmm. Tonight, four turnovers, two of seven shooting, and five fouls on screens. And Aiton just ate him alive. Oh, he took him out to the mid-range yeah. face up and just worked him. Yep. Somebody asked me the other day if I would if I would take Aiton on his rookie max, and I, without question... If, are you asking me if I'm going to take 21-year-old David Robinson? Yes. Yes, I'm going to take oh. – Oh, I love Aiden. Oh. I love Aiden when he came out. Oh. I actually – I actually Spicy. I actually spicy knew take. that the Suns were going to take him early on because of the relationship they had there. And I said, listen, I like Luka, but when you've got – when size. Size always matters. And if it's that big, that strong, that athletic, we saw the difference between what – a good Aiton can do for that Suns team versus, you know, when they didn't have him or when he was still just young trying to figure it out. He he's a he's a twenty and ten monster who can score at all levels. Like it's the three point shot's still coming around, but I have a lot of faith in Aiton. Wow, David Robinson's quite the compliment. I I I, I too yeah. like him. Um, obviously he's not going to win the Luca comp, but no, but to his credit, they're. They were positioned last year because of him and Booker and CP and Bridges. Like he's the most efficient finisher in the league. 
they went to the finals. So it's like, it's hard for me to really ridicule the pick, yeah. even though I know Luke is going to end up being one of the all time. He's probably going to be a top 10 player of all time. And possibly. And maybe he wins multiple championships yeah. in Dallas, but you got to get out of the first round. First. But here's the thing. Aiton is not a slouch. Everybody right. want, like, he's not, this feels kind of bad. Uh, He's not he, Marvin Bagley. He's not Marvin Bagley. That's exactly <laughs> what I was going for. Like, Kings, you couldn't even get one of them. Not one. Um, but, yeah, no. That was my work email. I'm sorry. That keeps popping up. <laughs> oh, you're, you're good. Um, I've seen a lot of the comments in here, guys. Can we trade for Simmons? Can we trade for Simmons? Listen, Ben Simmons comes with his own basket of cats. But but here's if you if you want my the, the Dan Morang pulling the strings conspiracy theories. If – Three things happen. Three things happen in this first 20 games. If they are sub 500, if Nurk is not the guy they want it to be, and there are some rumblings from any player, you maybe see the Blazers change their stance on moving for a guy like Ben Simmons. The problem is it's going to take CJ Nurkic is not moving that needle unless you involve, you have a three team deal. Well, well you're, then... well, you're going to move CJ for Simmons, but I think at that point in time, then you're hard shopping Nurk. I I'll say this one. If you're right, I will, I will sit on this podcast. I will applaud you. I will say kudos. I have zero faith that no matter what happens, he is moving CJ McCollum. <laughs> I, I just listen why, why should why should I believe? No offense no, you, to you. No, you, no, you shouldn't. You should why not. Why should I believe that? No, uh, they're the same. Those are the like that would take uh, is as far as everybody saying what about Simmons? What about Simmons? That is the way it will go down. Like if it if it's if it's going to happen, yeah, it's not because the Blazers are playing well. They're not going to make moves if they're playing well, unless it, 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 the contract situation for Nurk or or Ant in the resign market just become untenable, which I highly doubt the second and the former. That looks likely. Uh. <laughs> Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. I tell you what, Nurk tonight in general. Um, we kind of got sidetracked there. Uh, yeah. He looked really poor. I'll, I'll be honest. He was sloppy. Um, his 
playmaking. It looked like the, the, the Blazers were very off-kilter. The Suns were very decisive in their actions. The Blazers seemed like they couldn't really decide on what they wanted to do. I yeah. like how they empty out the corner and they run that side pick and roll because it allows them to have a two-man game and get downhill and be effective uh, in different areas. But from what I saw the night, I saw a lot of stagnant DHOs. I saw a lot of people on Twitter saying, I really like the activity and the movement and the cutting from the Blazers. And I'm like, are we watching the same game? That, I did not I, see that much activity off ball. Yeah, that was kind of my takeaway too. Is And, and I, again, I, I think this podcast is going to be fun because we'll hear different opinions from everybody. <laughs> but like defensively and offensively, I, I just did not, I'm not seeing anything where I'm like, Oh man, that's gonna be good. It's a nice oh, wrinkle. That's, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm seeing a lot of chance. Chance just sitting on that bench, going. And he, I, I, I don't know what to make of it. I man. do appreciate his um, demeanor on the bench so far. He's even killed. He's not yeah. way overreacting. Like Big He's Shot not, Bob is just, yeah. and I, I okay. do appreciate that. Well, that helps Danny with a former player because he's probably been through preseasons. I'd have to go back and that look man, at Pistons. That and man Nuggets had some coaches like, who yelled at him. Right, but he he's a player was like, <laughs> I probably don't give a shit about this preseason yeah. stuff. And he's applying that, it feels like, to the to the team as a coach. I would I would I would kill to be a fly on the wall tomorrow in in post action. Is yeah. he really grilling guys, or is he going, hey, this is preseason, let's work through some stuff? Because this, we talked about heading into tonight. I had heard that, that this may be a dress rehearsal for the starting lineup, and it was a dress rehearsal, and everybody ran into each other. <laughs> you know? Like, it was, everybody had their, their marks on the floor, and everybody missed them. And I think that, like, I think the one thing that was positive is you saw Dame come in for like a four minute stint of like, Oh, that's right. Damian Lillard can still just hit whatever the hell he wants to. Yeah. That's, that was like the one thing that came out of this. And Nurk was just the antithesis of what he needs to be. And again, this doesn't condemn him. Doesn't mean it's the end of all things. It's just a, listen, man, you've been sloppy with the ball. You got to figure this out. Big fella. Like, well, I mean, other, other than I think, the top level offense and defense stuff, Nurk, who either showed out or didn't show out that you wanted to tonight. I mean, I there really isn't any one player that I went in saying, oh, you know, I I knew that these guys were going to play, and so I guess my only expectation on this game was show me, show me a glimpse of last year. Like they had some great moments last year. There's not, there's no refuting that. I know the end result yeah. wasn't great, but. They had some good results with Norm, um, Rocco, Nurk, CJ. Like, these guys all played together last year. I know Larry is new into this, and Zeller, when he comes back, is new into this. But, guys, it's largely the same team. Like, there's – whether it's The a, core a components coach, are the same. Whether it's a new coach or 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 Terry or whatever, to me, it, it shouldn't look that bad. There, there is no. no excusing to look that bad. Now, here here is my follow-up to that. And I'm sorry I didn't give you a specific player. I just I more put out. No, no, you're you're fine. I I listen. If anybody's gonna talk about a theoretical, I'd listen. That's <laughs> I know, but I I just I put more on the the lineup. Like, hey, starting five, go go comp- go contest and compete with Phoenix in the first quarter. And after the first quarter, I largely won't care. And they looked dead. They didn't care. They just nothing. 
shoulders just, shoulders down, heads dropped. I had somebody text me almost that line for line. Like, what is this? Just, I'm more curious to this. Is it just cons- is it just possible that they they really don't care about the preseason? That all of yes. these guys are like, we're gonna be good in the regular season. Who gives a shit? And We're saying that. I mean, we we have said that that has been the talking point for the Blazers all see all off season long, hasn't it? One fourteen, you know, or I'm so sorry, fourteen point four uh, offensive or plus fourteen net rating uh, with a starting lineup. They're good. They're great. Now we're adding Larry Nance Jr. He's really good. Cody Zeller's yeah. a passable player. Ant is showing growth. Uh, yeah. Nasir Little's breaking out. It's been, and we've seen this so many times. And this is what Neil does. He takes one thing and extrapolates that out over a season. He has done that has been his mo. Remember the thirteen game stretch in seventeen eighteen, where they just went bonkers and everybody's like, "That's the team, man. That's gonna be it. We're they're gonna it's gonna be if they get that going, that's gonna be or sorry not seventeen eighteen eighteen nineteen after the, yeah. the Western Conference Finals run. That's that's what they're building it on and not the previous seventy games. Yeah. And it's like, guys, you gotta, you have to consider the whole season. And so I'm not going to crucify them right now. What I am going to do... No, nor should anybody. No, really and I've, I've seen some guys in the comments. Guys, listen, I yeah. am the, 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 the band leader of coaching is not that impactful. But you do need to give this some time. I saw somebody, I can't remember where it was. There was a ton of comments that have come through. And thank you all. If you haven't already, please subscribe. Uh, YouTube, if you're here, click the button. Click the button for us. It's free. We appreciate it. It grows the channel. Share it. Support us. It helps us be able to do more and more and more. Uh, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do so as well. Like, rate, review, subscribe. You guys know how to do this. Come on now. We love y'all. Help us grow. <laughs> <laughs> but there was a comment in here about uh, Ryan Willich. So this talking point a lot on social tonight. It takes a while to break all the bad habits from the previous coach. Be calm. Thoughts on what we've seen so far still being blamed on Stotts. Yeah, I mean th- that whipping boy is 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 gonna be there for twenty games. You, you are too. Ex- this is my th- first of all. That's an outlandish suggestion that oh well, it's a new coach and there were bad habits. So now these excuse me. Remember Nate McMillan first getting praised for immediately taking over in Atlanta. And it changed on a dime. Nate got all that credit. Well, what- that's weird. It's weird how that happens, isn't it? A new coach comes in and there's not a drop off. There was an increase. Look, I'm not saying that Chauncey isn't the guy. I'm just saying like. Any suggestion that they're not good because they're they have bad habits? Damian Lillard is in his what tenth season? Yeah, literal tenth season. He's tenth he's season. a first ballot Hall of Famer who with six All NBA nods and maybe the greatest Blazer of all time. There is no chance that there that's an excuse. I'm no. not willing to. If you want to mark the all guy the who's probably one of the hardest at, workers in the NBA yeah, is having no. trouble breaking. Terry Stotts' bad habits. If yeah. they were, bad if, habits, if, by the way, of winning 50 games, <laughs> going to the playoffs. Like, yeah, such not, bad habits. Not just that. The, such a the, lazy take. And not only that, here's the other part of that. That would mean that Terry Stotts was actually a good coach because he coached them that well at being bad. <laughs> it's, yeah. Like, it's just. You won't hear that from me. I'll say that much. Did, was Terry perfect? Hell no. Was he a defensive guru? No. Nobody's claiming that. But what should be said is that the guys they have had out there, and it's borne out, aren't good defenders. When Terry's teams were good defensively, what was the difference? Hmm. He had he had Wes, he had Nick, he had LaMarcus. Huh. 
<laughs> it's weird. He probably knew how to coach defense. That yeah, he, for, he lost those he, guys. He forgot how to coach. Oh, and then they traded for Yusuf Nurkic, who played like a possessed demon from hell, who was freed from Satan's grasp, and he turned him into a top ten defensive team. But you know, Terry learned how to coach defense for that half of. But season. no, those, that, that's that's Nurk saving them, or offensively, it's Dame saving them, and that's that's the stuff. It just it gets I, so I, frustrating because. You've got to give the credit the same every time. Either coaching matters extraordinarily, I know, or it doesn't matter at all. You can't good, change based on based on the scenario. How good was Thibodeau's defense against Trey Young? Or how was Thibodeau's uh, defense when he was with the Timberwolves? It was twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and twenty ninth. You can't you can't argue about I can't argue about that stuff anymore. Yeah. Like I, I've just I've maintained my position on it, and if people feel differently, that's okay. But it's a it's a personnel driven thing, and what I saw today is something you hit on. Larry Nance looked engaged. He gives a crap when yes. he plays defense, and he looked around and saw guys that didn't care and played Ole defense all day, and was like, "Guys, what are we doing here?" Yeah, more than a handful of times, Larry was no, 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 no. He gives you the finger wave like the, the Matumbo, and I love it. Or no, no, no come here. He did one of these at CJ. He yeah. was like, "What are you doing? Yeah, what what are we doing here? You got to." You- he does that little hop one eighty spin up in the air like what is this you play that defense in the regular season you are going to have a really rough start to your year your schedule is not going to be easy how you know what here let me get to this i I put a question out real quick three preseason games in what are your thoughts on new roles the new guys new defense player movement pace anything else this was just like let's check the pulse uh got a quick couple 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 quick responses uh this from bradley i seriously believe the sloppiness of today's game will hurt any negotiations to add streaming services nobody wants that on their television (laughs) okay (laughs) Uh, from Yo Boss, call up Philly and say, what did you want for Simmons again? This three-card lineup ain't it, man. From Amoth, uh, anyway, Chauncey Billups' replacement is sitting next to him if things go <laughs> sideways. Whew. Scott Brooks, baby, uh, Scott Brooks. No. Scott, at a glance, getting a team of non-passers and non-defenders to pass and defend takes time. <laughs> <laughs> from Ken, time to tank. <laughs> next one hmm not optimistic like it is like i am this is not me reading this stuff or like or saying this this is straight from you guys danny i i, I we have talked about preseason basketball and its relevance but i'll say this losing by what 40 points or whatever they lost by today does not build optimism oh. i saw one person tweet me was like they're about to, I'm about to bet the Kings on the opening night if this is how they're going to play. And I'm like, I kind of don't blame you. That <laughs> What's that line looking like about now? Like, Probably too big. Uh, no, it's, maybe, maybe Vegas hasn't adjusted to Portland just yet. <laughs> but here's the thing. I still think the over is, is a viable thing. Like it was 42 and a half on the, on the low books. That's barring a Damian Lillard disaster. They're a f- above five hundred team on the season. I don't, I don't, especially with the way that season closes. Oh, that, like the no, final I'm twenty still, games is just up. Danny, I'm oh, still God. betting the over. Yeah, I've seen some people like bet the under, blow I it know. up, and I'm like, ah, there are places in these extremes of the Blazers are going to win sixty and they're going to win twenty eight. Like, right, there's right. a large range of possibilities here, guys. Uh, Alex Johns just pulled up the line and says it's minus five and a five and a half. <laughs> I might te- hey, I might take a teaser line with the Kings and another team and bet you, that up. You say bet bit. that up just a little bit, like a little, a little seven and a half, call it good. I might take a key. Yeah, because it's only two points. So take them seven and a half. Kings plus seven and a half might not be a bad bet. 
It's not too bad. Overall, the Blazers have one more uh, preseason game. Weirdly enough, I think the Lakers played their fifth last night and the Blazers just played their third tonight. Um, but they play Golden State, don't they? Yes, the, the Blazers play Golden State on Friday. Yeah. I We do have uh, a guest for the pregame show, Samus Fendiari, uh, fellow Blue Wire Podcast Network homie. Uh, if you guys don't know, that is one of the co-hosts of the Light Years Podcast, Samus Fendiari and Andy Lou. Those are the homies. Sam is, is going to stop by for the uh, pregame show. Uh, I told him only 15 or 20. He's like, I'll be there for 30. So we'll have him for the whole pregame show. Uh, and I think that's going to be a fun one to kind of talk about where the, the Blazers and Warriors sit right now. Because I have them in the same tier. Everybody's oh, like, really? Oh, yeah. And as far as like that bottom group of like four between five and nine. If if Clay can play and stay healthy, Jordan Poole looked really stinking good against LA. I, I, I don't know if I will put them and the Blazers in the same tier. They, they might be really good. But yeah. uh, do you think your buddy Sam, because I... I'm familiar with him, but we don't know each other. Mm. You think he's going to want to block me on Twitter if I ask if they take CJ for Clay straight up? He wouldn't block you. He would laugh you endlessly oh, okay. out. No, uh, Sam. Sam will will probably just troll you endlessly. He'll. he'll I'll, I'll give him the sound. <laughs> I'll give him the sound bite. And he can play it to Warriors Twitter, and then all oh, of nice. Warriors Twitter will Twitter Twitter uh, will just like absolutely devour you. Uh, that's okay. I tweeted uh, our buddy Justin over there in Cleveland today, and I had a, a Cavs fan quote tweet my response to him about Ed Davis, and he said, this is great. Dame wants to come to Cleveland. Confirm. We're sending Windler four protected first-round picks and Sexton. It's a done deal. And I said, that's better than what the Knicks are offering. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Knicks are like, uh what's his name quick quickly yeah we want quickly and hey you know you go out of the way no no, no. anybody actually useful or viable yeah no back the kevin kevin knox yeah you you come here um uh, that's that's the kind of thing the knicks are putting together um overall man it's just it's a little bit of it's okay and it's a little bit of mm, here are some things to watch so come friday we're playing the warriors a team that opened them up took 69 threes in the first matchup in the preseason i would expect that that number comes down ever so slightly but they carved up that laker team last night pretty much the same way they are a team that look like they are going to run a lot you ex- there's the other thing about that game and this is the downside of preseason are we expecting any relevant players to play ahead of starting next wednesday because i don't with I don't terry know i i would say i i could i would be able to have a feel with them playing like crap. Like have bluntly. a feel-good bounce-back moment? Just a quarter. Yeah. Because, but, but, um, they are banged up. Snell is not going to practice before the season. That it, He might not be playing when the season no, starts. No, he's not going to start. Or he's not going to play yeah. opening night. Uh, that's mm-hmm. how it looks right now. He hasn't, he hasn't, he hasn't stepped on the court yet. Yeah. He, it's been a month. Nazir Little hasn't been playing. Yeah, Nas's hamstring is like, <sighs> poor guy is just running into it everywhere right now. Um, Zeller, I've seen Wally. Zeller's just going to play with a mask. Have, has anybody ever tried to do anything with a broken nose, let hey. alone play an NBA game at seven foot? That's what I suggested when it happened. I was like, he'll just play with a mask. And now I'm like, I don't know if he'll be ready. <laughs> but the thing, he'll be ready probably, but like, how is he going to breathe? For anyone who doesn't know, they couldn't rebuild his nose. Like there was that's, nothing left. It was that's just very stru- disgusting. It was I can't talk about this. You destroyed. Stop. You gotta stop. If if you guys want, I won't show it here. Go to Cody's IG. 
He Why posted, would I do that? Not you, not you, just anybody else. There is an Andre Iguodala-shaped elbow print in his nose. It mm. is crushed. I don't care how many masks you put on. If that ball hits him in the face, or he oh, he's gets, crying. He's going to cry. Or I the mean. Yusuf Nurkic memorial gets slapped in the face once a game becomes his. Listen, he can play, but God dang, he, you were asking a lot of a center who is going to get smacked in the face a lot. Yeah. So uh, you've got three guys already with some stuff, and it's like, oh, this isn't good. Um, Ant's got the finger. CJ's dealing with the ankle. Norm's dealing with the hip. You've yep. just got nagging stuff already, and I'm like, that's what makes me go. Maybe they pack it up for Friday. I don't want to see him. I don't think I want to see him play. But I understand why they would want to get maybe one whole shift of, hey, let's go feel good. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean, look, I I see it. That's probably if you, the if you right squint thing. hard enough, you're like, mm, maybe. no, it's probably the right thing to do. Don't allow my opinion. Like my opinion's probably wrong. I just, given how banged up they currently are, yeah, and you're killing your depth now. Like, I just don't want to be like, and so and so turns an ankle. I'm like, I, I just don't want to hear. It. I don't want to see that. Yeah, and it, it, the thing is, we are literally a week away from from opening night. I know, buddy. It's One week. Crazy. Uh, the Blazers and Kings obviously will kick it off. Uh, we're going to get out of here. This is a little bit longer just because, um, well, it's, it's the first time we've had some real action and some real things kind of to talk about. Now with three games, we have a little bit more of a sample to build off with the starters playing. Uh, quick news and notes. Uh, we will have the live show for you guys tomorrow, uh, 5 o'clock, as always. Uh, we will go live here on YouTube, on Twitch, uh, hosted on Blazers Edge, as always. Shout out to the guys at Blazers Edge, Dave Deckard, Steve DeWald. Uh, Lindsay, everybody there who does a great job hosting and helping help us. Like Big D says, smash that like button and subscribe. Absolutely. Uh, it's free. It helps us grow. It's a good thing. We're working on some stuff behind the scenes. Um, I've actually, uh, Sprague and I talked about this, and Sprague doesn't know I'm going to say this, but somebody else asked about it, so I'm going to. Uh, if you guys want us to do or want me to do, because I don't know how much, I'm not going to volunteer Sprague, a little bit of like a Manning cast for a game or two this season. Um, that's something we've talked about. So um, I, Sprague's antisocial. So, we don't want to have you around. I think with the right game, that could be a lot of fun. Oh, it's gonna! It absolutely has to be a game in February. Like, just like, just like the most random throwout game, like before the All Star break, when something stupid happens. The Manning cast would have been perfect for the Ellaby Philadelphia game last year. That, that's what I mean. Like, it's got to be like on that, like a five or six game road trip where everybody's like, "Oh God, somebody's banged up." So you know, just yep. something, something, something weird. Uh, PM says I would bombard Sprague about his golf swing. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a sore subject right now. Uh, <laughs> it's the off season we're working. I just bought a putting mat. My addiction has gone even deeper and uh, I'm probably going to get divorced and lose my kids in about a year because of this damn sport on a, on a golf note, uh, shout out, uh, uh, Dane Delgado, uh, fan of the show, just all-around good dude. Matchstick Golf. If you like golf ball markers, go check out his stuff. He doesn't know I'm plugging it, but I'm plugging it here because it's my damn show. He makes uh, ball markers? Oh, yeah. Matchstick Golf. Go check it out. They're, 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 they're dope. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get a uh, Jacked Ramsey's uh, golf, unofficial golf tournament going uh, when yeah, I'm back would, up and moving next summer. That would be dope. Uh, now that, that, that got a smile out of Sprague right there for, for the listening audience. That's my uh, favorite social setting is golf. Uh, that, that tracks. That tracks. We're talking for two minutes and then leave me alone. I'm swinging. <laughs> All right, Sprague, what else you got coming up for the rest of the week, buddy? Uh, just, you know, football. Should I just stop doing that at this point? Just... I, it's, uh, yeah, just tune into the show if you yeah. like, you know, like other sports. It's what not what, just what show is related. that, Sprague? 
That is Dirt and Sprague mm. on 1080 The Fan from 6 to 9 a.m. Mm. Uh, we actually had Neil Everett on today. I did, and uh, that was a well, well-placed um, promo for the, for the pod in there. Hey, I, I, look, he put it in. I just wanted to say thank you for plugging the pod. For anybody and who also, missed it, Neil Everett, ESPN great, plugged uh, Jack Ramsey's and uh, Casey's piece. So, and uh, he's uh, he he actually admitted a couple of his three favorite blazers are Bill Walton, Dame, and Maurice Lucas. It's a good trio. Um, and his his he has a beach house famously in Seaside. He brings it up. The, the Airbnb he, house. It's an Airbnb house. He said it is on Airbnb. And he's like, but you're just gonna have to you just gotta have to find it because he's not gonna give out the address obviously because he's staying there right now. But he's like, yeah, it's on Airbnb and you could actually stay in the house. Which I'm down. Uh, Coker Time says Top Golf, Danny. Listen, guys, I'm I'm a Top Golf fan. I will hop the the back highway from Newburgh to Hillsboro to go hit me some Top Golf. But I don't know if you guys know this. I have one leg right now. Yeah. I'm literally two weeks removed from crutches. If I swung a golf club right now, my the rest of my right leg would explode. So <laughs> um, I'm I'm aiming for for March to hopefully pick up a golf club again and see how it goes. Uh, but we'll get out of here on that. We're going a little bit longer, like I said. Tomorrow's the live show, five o'clock, uh, hosted on uh, Blazers Edge, available on Twitch, on YouTube. Uh, I've tried to get it up on Facebook, but it's such a pain in the ass. Uh, if you haven't already, please like, rate, review, subscribe, uh, YouTube, Twitch. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, help us grow the show. It has been incredible. I don't think iTunes is a thing anymore. Apple Podcasts, same thing. You know. It's not, though. Oh, okay. Well, fine. Thanks. Now I just sound like a jerk. Um, okay, cool. I, uh, on that note, um, let's go ahead and wrap things up. And from there, um, well, we'll catch you guys 